Common Sensors Podcast Consumers. Welcome to episode 47 of Go Tell of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell to the Wall. Uh, I am, of course, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and we've got an action-packed, common-sense-filled episode for you today. Uh, but we always, always, always kick things off with our social plugs. You can keep up with us during episodes, four episodes, after episodes, whenever you so please, and you can do that in multiple locations. One of those would be facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. That's right, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. That's our official official Facebook page, obviously. Nobody else out there using uh, the slash go tell it to the wall, so you shouldn't have any issues finding that one. Please follow us on Facebook. Uh, going to keep you up to date on all new episodes, new content, all kinds of great stuff on that Facebook page. Uh, and of course, YouTube. That is where all of our videos go. Some of the videos go up on Facebook, but all of our videos go up on YouTube. So if you uh, are someone that likes to watch the video content, make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel. Head on over to YouTube, search Go Tell Us to the Wall. Subscribe, subscribe. You will see my face. You'll see our logo. It's pretty easy to find once you do a little little uh, searching within YouTube there. Uh, like I said, there's no other Go Tell Us to the Walls out there. I, I list these things off, but you can really Google uh, a lot of times, and it's going to take you straight to things. Uh, and, of course, my own personal Instagram account, which is at SoCalSean, S-O-C-A-L-S-E-A-N. Uh, follow on there for all kinds of great photo content. Not not everything on there is Go Tell to the Wall or Common Sense Sunday related, but it is all Sean O'Rourke related. So uh, so follow me if you're an Instagram user. And most importantly, all encompassing of, the, of those things I just mentioned would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Bookmark that site. Check back often. Uh, that is your one-stop shop for everything that is Go Tell It to the Wall, Common Sense Sundays, and of course, Sean O'Rourke Live. Uh, and it's even going to give you links to those things I just mentioned, as well as exclusive photos, blog posts, videos, all kinds of good stuff. And you will find links to our Patreon campaign, as well as our merch website. Patreon, for those of you not familiar, it is a way for you to support broadcasters, artists, musicians, all, kind of, all kinds of people out there on uh, Patreon. So even if you're not supporting us, support some other artists out there that are creating great content for you. Uh, and the merch site, that's a win-win, because you're, you're spending money, but you're also getting a little something back. Get yourself a t-shirt, get yourself a mug, all kinds of great stuff on the merch site, and you link that directly from SeanO'RourkeLive.com. All right, uh, we're going to have some funkies. Before I get into our digital trends this week, uh, we are going to have some funky scheduling coming up soon. Uh, it, it's been a while because because the world has been shut down, uh, but we are looking at a couple of scheduling conflicts uh, over the next month or so. Uh, we should be okay for next week's episode, but uh, the following couple weeks after that, we may have some scheduling conflicts and uh, and miss an episode or two, so keep that in mind. Uh, some new projects have come up and and uh, have have taken priority, so uh, we we may have a couple conflicts over the first half of June. Uh, so just keep that in mind, and I'll keep everyone updated. Uh, you'll still you'll be able to see posts on the Facebook page and and other platforms as well. Uh, it's just going to be a matter of may not be able to get into the studio uh, for actual full episodes uh, because of some scheduling conflicts and some other projects uh, that that I'm working on. Uh, kind of on my end. Uh, some go tell to the wall related, but some not go tell to the wall related. This is the world opening back up and things happening again. So unfortunately, uh, we will occasionally run into scheduling conflicts, uh, not ones that are just based on you know Mother's Day or the Super Bowl or uh, holidays, because we always take those holiday breaks anyway. Uh, so just keep that in mind. 
And make sure you're on the Facebook page because that's going to keep you up to date on everything and anything that is uh, Go Tell It Some Wall and Common Sense Sundays. All right, digital trends. I can I can feel myself, and we'll get into that on parenting. I can and mental. I can feel myself just being a little slower today. It's. I I said it at the beginning of the video feed, uh, so apologies if you're hearing it again or you're seeing it again because you're watching the video feed. But uh, they've got a tiny tiny human running around my house and has has not made sleep or restfulness very easy uh, <laughs> lately. So I, I can feel myself moving slower, which sometimes it's good because it, sometimes I move faster. My, my my mouth is moving faster than my brain, so I sometimes it comes out good. But this one might be a little bit too much exhaustion. I gotta should probably have some coffee in my uh, my go tell to the wall mug instead of just water. But we will we will get through. Uh, di- like I said, digital trends. Ted Cruz, this guy's just a walking like Twitter joke. Uh, he <laughs> recently shared or tweeted, put out a tweet, and it compared a, a, a Russian military propaganda video to a, a current uh, U.S. military video, uh, which is uplifting uh, female, uh, females in the military, specifically veterans, I believe. Um, I, I, honestly, I didn't, I was more, it was just more of this shock <laughs> of what I was seeing. And I, I, obviously, I, don't, I have no interest in following Ted Cruz, but when, he, when it trends... You know, these things come up and uh, like he's literally making fun of the U.S. military here. Uh, We have a United States senator who is putting out into the public uh, his his disdain, essentially, for the U.S. military. And maybe disdain is a strong word, but he's making fun of the U.S. military. And not only that, but propping up the Russian military. I don't know if you guys have heard of this, but we're not the best of friends with Russia as a country. <laughs> we're not. And if, if you ask me, I have a lot of strong words about Russia that I will save for another time that's not on this podcast. Uh, but the main thing here with Ted Cruz is we all, the man is unhinged. Nothing he does makes sense. If you think it makes sense, you're listening to the wrong podcast. I mean, this it, it there's the Venn diagram of Ted Cruz supporters and Go Tell It to the Wall listeners and or supporters. Uh, they are two separate circles. It doesn't work that way. Uh, but it really got me, not even got me thinking, but my first thought <laughs> after the shock of like, whoa, okay, we're tweeting out Russian military propaganda videos. Like, so that's a thing we do now, apparently, as a, as a U.S. senator. Cool. That's great. How, but the interesting thing is the Venn diagram of Ted Cruz himself and other people who like to say things along the lines of, if you don't like it, get out. That's one circle. Ted Cruz is a walking, if you don't like it, get out. And it's pretty simple, Teddy. Pretty simple. Uh, you're free to go to Russia. I'm, I'm sure Putin would love to have you. Could use a new new lapdog. That he doesn't have an orange lapdog over there anymore. Uh, so, it really, it's just astounding to me what we let politicians get away with, and granted, I know he got he, people were on him about it, but he's still a politician. <laughs> it's it's absolutely astounding, uh, and especially politicians on one side of the aisle, the 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 madness that comes out of there. It's it's really astounding. We we have people uh, on one side who believe in Russian, who like to share Russian propaganda videos, uh, also people who believe in Jewish space lasers as well as pedophiles. 
And that's just scratching the surface. So maybe, you know, if you're supporting these things, maybe step back and take a second and be like, oh, is this a good thing? Probably not. Oh, and speaking of ridiculousness on social media, and I'm not talking about the MTV show Ridiculousness, I'm talking about actual ridiculousness. This one had to do with TikTok. Uh, you you might have heard of this if, if you're in the Southern California area. This started unfolding yesterday in Huntington Beach, California. And apparently a TikTok trend had started with the hashtag Adrian's Kickback. Who even knows if there's a person named Adrian? I doubt it. Uh, but what happened was hundreds of teenagers descended upon Huntington, Be Huntington Beach here. Uh, if you're not familiar with, with Southern California, uh, Huntington Beach is in Orange County. It's, it's between Los Angeles and San Diego. Uh, and no offense, I, do, I enjoy Huntington Beach. I like Huntington Beach. There's nothing against the area of Huntington Beach. I have friends that live in and around Huntington Beach. Uh, however, it's pretty widely known to people in Southern California that Huntington Beach is essentially the Florida of Southern California. Um, and no, you know, I can poke fun at Florida. <laughs> I was born there, and people tend to forget that. But it, it is a bit of the Florida of California. And here we have a great example of that because hundreds of teenagers, and from what I could he see on videos and also what I was reading is uh, teens actually traveled from out of town to come to Huntington Beach and, and go to this huge party, which ended up just being kids, essentially a roving mob of kids. And I'm, I don't mean mob, you know, I don't know that their intention was to destroy things. You know, who knows? Huge crowds of kids just roving the streets in Huntington Beach. Uh, and it did get destructive at one point because some of the videos I saw, they were throwing fireworks into crowds of people. And I'm not, like, yes, I get it. I I was a young adolescent male at one time. I'm not talking like the, you know, the little the little tiny fire that you light and you throw it. Yeah, ha, 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 ha. No, 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 no. They were throwing, like, the big professional ones that explode into smoke and sparks and colors and stuff right next to people. I can tell you that I can tell you from personal experience, not because I was doing dumb things, but I found myself next to somebody doing a dumb thing years ago on the 4th of July. That's not fun. <laughs> it's not, when it comes flying by your head and you're running, it's not fun. Not fun. So, of course, this is going on in Huntington Beach. Hundreds of kids. And the police actually had to enact a curfew down there in Huntington Beach, uh, which started last night and it extends through tomorrow morning, uh, some Monday morning here uh, in Huntington Beach. The thing is, with digital trends and stuff, this has been the bread and butter of Go Tell Us the Wall for, for almost five years. We, we've talked about challenges and everything else. Uh, it's really getting out of hand at this point. Really is getting out of hand. Uh, the, the kind of crowds that can be generated from silly little hashtags on a social platform. Now, I haven't had any kind of confirmation that kids were traveling from out of town, but that seemed to be the consensus. Kids were getting on airplanes to go to Huntington Beach. And maybe not all of them were looking to cause trouble. But a lot of them found themselves causing trouble down there in Huntington Beach. Uh, so, so use some common sense out there. Let, let's, let's maybe take it back a little bit. I know we are seeing that light at the end. It's, we're still in a pan. It's not all better yet. Not all better yet. <sighs> Saw some clips in Arizona there too because the Lakers are... And this is not even necessarily sports-related, but the Lakers are playing in the playoffs out there in Arizona. Uh, and I saw a couple of clips of videos where Lakers, and, and it actually seemed somewhat good-natured, like not really malicious, like, hey, I'm going to fight you, but getting in each other's faces about like, oh, Suns, oh, Lakers, and 
like uh, do do we really need to do this guys like let's just let's use some extra caution you know uh, fuck them kids just like i've been saying i don't care oh we're all vaccinated kids aren't vaccinated people come on now oh man <laughs> i gotta tell you this isn't even news to anybody out there bugs specifically cicadas um to everybody on the east coast we're well aware that you have a large brood of cicadas coming out of the ground. I'm not going to explain what cicadas are. I'm well. I'm very familiar with the sound. I spent spent many a summer in in the Chicago area. Uh, I never had to deal with the massive amounts of them coming out. You just hear them in the trees. Uh, was never actually in Chicago for one of the big broods. And uh, but bottom line is we we know this is happening. And you always hear a lot of stuff, like it, it'll trend. And what happens is everyone in Calif- in Southern California especially, but California kind of as a whole, when an earthquake happens, everybody's like, earthquake! And they have something to, you know, like, I didn't feel it, or oh my gosh, that was actually an earthquake, whatever it might be, or rain. You get made fun of for, like, rain! Oh, everybody's posting about rain in Southern California or in California. Yeah, so East Coast, we get it. <laughs> There's some bugs. My entire social feeds are just are filled with videos and photos of these big bugs. We get it. And it's fine if you want to post what you want, but it's like that's what's trending on the digital platforms right now is bugs. That's the biggest trend right now. Not even Ted Cruz uh, sharing Russian propaganda can beat out bugs. <laughs> I'm curious. If anybody out there, com- comment after you listen, and if anybody out there actually eats them. I learned, oh my gosh, like 15 plus years ago, uh, that people actually eat them. It's, I'm, not e- I'm not eating any bugs, I don't care. But I'd be curious if any listeners out there actually eat the cicadas. Not everyone likes bugs, people. I really don't like bugs. Not a fan of bugs at all. But that's okay, I'll just... Avoid the social platforms until these bugs go away from back there on the East Coast. All right, one more thing on digital trends I want to talk about. This came up, and I'm all for the fun. And here's the other funny thing. Is Twitter can get, Twitter and other social platforms, but especially Twitter, can get crazy like the Ted Cruz stuff, you know, or or political stuff. And things will get serious. You see serious, like, debates on there and people going at it with each other and I'm going to block you and all this other stuff. And then you also have the hard-hitting questions and debates that come up, such as, who is the best teenage mutant ninja turtle? This actually came up from The Ringer uh, in the past couple days. Mad respect to The Ringer. If you've listened to the podcast for a long time, you know I'm a Bill Simmons fan. That's, uh, that would be his, his company. Uh, but they posed this to, to Twitter, Twitter users. And, of course, the debate raged on. And I'm all for fun debates, so don't don't get me wrong in the way that let let it let it rage on. Do it, you know. I have no problem with that. However, some of these debates really com- just really really come down to such a subjective topic that you're just setting people up to fight. There's there's no objectiveness, uh, you know. And there's always debates like well, who's the best superhero, who's the you know blah blah blah. And with something, especially like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or a lot of times with superheroes, if you're if you're a comic fan, you have your favorite superhero. 
if you're of a certain age like myself and many others out there, you have your favorite Ninja Turtle. You've had your favorite Ninja Turtle since the 80s. And it's not so much a question of which one is the best. It's really which one is your favorite. Um, so I'm all for having fun. But these sometimes it's just too subjective because it's what are you backing it up with? We can sit here and argue about co <laughs> their colors of their headbands. <laughs> Weapons and everything. It's like, well, they're cartoon characters. You know, let's... So, that that's where we are. I'm all for it. Uh, except for the fact that you're just... There's... I don't see where the debate happens. It's more of like, well, I love Donatello. I love Leonardo. And it's like, well, here we are. <laughs> you know? Uh, but I will say, if there is a correct answer, uh, the answer is Michelangelo. Just, just in case you were wondering. Now, obviously, I'm kidding. I... That's my favorite. I got a, I got Michelangelo figures back here on the shelf behind me. You can't actually see them on the video feed. If you, I think if you zoom in on some of the photos, the still photos that go up, you can actually see them back there because they're on the shelf behind me. All right, COVID updates. Oh, boy. Uh, we actually got some... I, I know we're continually getting good news with some bad news, you know, peppered in there. And this one is actually... And for, for me, personally, I was like, Perfect. Because unless you've been living under a rock, you know that India is really getting hit bad right now. Uh, they have a certain variant over there um, that has, has hit them hard. That, plus the lack of access to vaccines, uh, has really put them in a tough place. But there was a study done recently, uh, and that study found that the, the Pfizer vaccine is actually effective against the Indian variants. Um, and like I said, this is great news given how bad the variant has become in India. Now, I mentioned this to my wife this morning. She goes, well, what about Moderna? And I was like, well, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't continue looking. I said, sweet, I got Pfizer. I, am, I should be okay against the Indian variant. So I'm sure they're testing Moderna, and you can probably easily Google that. But no, if you have the Pfizer vaccine, uh, that will be effective against the, the variants that are coming out of India. Um, and really, you know, I, I, I hate the term my thoughts are with, it, but it really is just you, you can't. You can't know about that and just and and just kind of sit back and be like, well, I mean, I mean, there's nothing I can do. What am, what am I gonna do? <laughs> Send them some vaccines? And I laugh, but I don't mean to laugh. We just hopefully they can they can come out on the other side of this because it's just it seems brutal what's going on over there, and it's kind of wild because if in the U.S. like during the height of the pandemic, you could see how uh, wealthy people were able to kind of cope a little better. You know, uh, the orange one had, he caught it and had the best medical care on the face of the earth. We're finding in India, it doesn't matter. Just everybody's on their own. There's, there's just not enough resources. Um, so hopefully, uh, hopefully we will, and eventually we will, but hopefully sooner than later, see a turn in that, uh, and, and India starting to get back, back on its feet, you know, and every country's had devastating period, not every, but many countries have had devastating periods throughout. I mean, remember Italy a year ago it was, it was brutal there. So so hopefully that will uh, will take a turn at some point. Uh, but of course, we do have areas where, and obviously India, but they're doing what they can. Uh, we have areas where people maybe aren't doing everything they can. And if you follow uh, sports at all, professional sports, you know that we've had a couple, not huge outbreaks like we did about a year ago with certain teams, professional teams. Uh, but we're we're still having outbreaks within professional teams. Uh, specifically, the Yankees uh, have had a bit of an outbreak. The Seattle Mariners uh, have had some positive tests. Uh, these those are both baseball teams for those of you who are unaware, and they're actually really worried 
uh, about a spread there within the Seattle Mariners organization. And we've there was even a guy on the Los Angeles Lakers, the basketball team, uh, that had to sit out for health and safety reasons. That's what they're calling it when it doesn't necessarily mean somebody has a positive test. Uh, it means that they were uh, possibly exposed to somebody that was positive. So it, it, it's kind of a it's an interesting thing to follow, even if you're not into sports. Uh, just the way that they're the ca- precautions they're using, uh, and especially city to city, team to team, and, and and how they are tracking, tracing all of those things. <clears throat> the interesting thing here is uh, most professional sports organizations. You know, you have baseball, uh, hockey, and football's not playing right now, but football uh, and uh, and basketball. Uh, they they have enacted. Uh, Oh my gosh! They like ways to motivate uh, people that and teams to actually get vaccinated. And what it is is there they you can you, there's less precautions enacted if you get 85 percent of your team uh, vaccinated. But what we're finding out is that there are plenty of these professional athletes that don't want to be vaccinated. That's coming to light, and it's all uh, it's all confidential is the thing. So we act, we don't actually know. We we kind of know numbers for certain teams. Like when the news came out of Seattle, they were like, yeah, we're at like 50% vaccinated, you know. And some teams are way over that threshold. Uh, and the thing is, we know that a lot of this is people and professional athletes refusing to get the vaccine. I'm not going to sit here and say that the vaccine should be required for everybody on the face of the earth. I'm all for the vaccine needs to be required for you to attend certain things, certain events, go certain places, travel to certain countries. I'm all for that, but it, I don't think anyone should be held down and forced to get I think everybody on the face of the earth uh, that is eligible should get it, but I don't believe in holding someone down and giving the vaccine, giving them the vaccine. Now, that being said, I think professional athletes should be held to a higher standard when it comes to the vaccine. And there's, there's a lot of layers to that. One of them would be setting the example of, hey, I have gotten the vaccine. We've seen artists and uh, the the president, other politicians have done this and they've put out photos of themselves. And we, we know that there's politicians that have gotten the vaccine and not encouraged others to get the vaccine. But as professional athletes, it is one thing to, to set an example. It's also an entirely other thing to know that what you're doing is you're traveling from place to place as a professional athlete. City to city as a professional athlete. Some of these teams are traveling country to country. The National Hockey League has teams in Canada and in the United States. Country to country travel. In, in between countries. And then on top of that, they are playing a sport. Now baseball being a little bit different, but you're still, new, you're still near people. But let's talk about basketball. It, it, it's 10 dudes on a basketball court at a given time, and you got about... You have about 15 players on each team, so you're talking 30 up to 30 guys rotating in and out, wearing shorts and a tank top, running into each other and sweating all over each other, you know, licking their hands and touching the ball and everything else, and then traveling city to city. If any, if anybody ever should be forced, and I'm not saying they should be, should be forced to get a vaccination, it is professional athletes. And maybe not even forced to get it, but not able to play and travel until they've gotten the vaccination. That's that's sim- you're not going to change my mind on that, and I'm not going to argue with somebody that doesn't think that's right. But he, like I said, they're just they're traveling around, spreading. That's the thing. I'm not going to, 
I'm not going to get upset about a guy that lives out in the middle of nowhere by himself and raises cows not wanting to get a vaccine. But I, you, you, you bet your ass I'm going to get up, up, upset about people flying around the country and going place to place to place and then running into each other and sweating on each other and doing all these other things. That's just common sense. It is. So hopefully we're going to move past this. But who knows? Who knows? That's the other one. Golf's going on right now. I think golf can get away. <laughs> You're outside as long as golfers they're not, they're really not interacting. Like baseball, you got to interact a little bit, but uh, like golfers, you're not even you're not even using the same equipment. Like in baseball, you're not you're not all up in each other's business, but everyone's touching the same baseball. I mean, they get rotated out. I don't want to get into semantics on that, but you, you get what I'm saying. Uh, there's a new thing that has come come to light over the past couple of months uh, because of COVID. And that is college students actually exploring and bringing about lawsuits uh, against their respective colleges uh, because they had they paid full tuition for remote learning. To an extent, I kind of get this, uh, but I will point out to anyone out there uh, that was fortunate enough to not have to put themselves through school the way I I did, and many most people out there do by getting grants and student loans. Uh, here's the thing, is if colleges had backed down off of that and had either closed down or said, no, this is different, this this isn't the same as learning, that would have affected people's financial aid. And for those of you, again, out there that were lucky enough to not need financial aid, your financial aid doesn't, a lot of times, doesn't just cover your tuition. It covers your living expenses so that you can pay rent and go to college. So I understand people being upset, but let's think of others. Did you still learn? Did you still get a grade? Is your degree still going to say USC or Stanford? Yeah. And for those of you out there still in college, here's the thing. Here's, here's a little secret that not, not everyone tells you. When you go in for interviews for a job, most times they don't give a shit what your grades were in college. Let's say you just finished school like this year, college this year. They're not going to go, oh, but you had that year of, of, uh, of uh, remote learning. I don't know. It's not going to happen. They're just going to see that degree. That's how it works. Uh, and from the little bit of research I've done, it looks like students don't have a leg to stand on here. So none of these are probably you know going to proceed at all. But it's an interesting little tidbit that has come out of this. Um. And like I said, having been on financial aid and putting myself through college, I, I'm on one side of that, but I, I do get, I do understand that it's not the same. I do. But just keep in mind, you're, you're paying money and you're going to sit in classes for a piece of paper and nobody, once you, once you get hired and they're like, oh, you have a degree, that's fine. And a lot of people, they don't, a lot of companies don't, they don't even necessarily care about your degree. Like I don't even, I don't know what the exact percentage is, but most people don't actually work in the industry uh, for which they got their degree. I'm close, uh, but even I'm I, I have a film degree. I'm not, I don't work in film. You know, I work in entertainment, so it, there's a bit of a crossover. But I know lots of people who who don't work in the in the industry of of their given degree. Uh, and we have news out of California. California it looks like is going to fully reopen uh, on June 15th, which is interesting. Uh, and when I saw that, all I just in my head I saw Samuel L. Jackson in Jurassic Park with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth, going, "Hold on to your butts." We'll see how that goes.
man. All right, mental health. Uh, it is still Mental Health Awareness Month. May every year is Mental Health Awareness Month. Uh, I am a little bit too exhausted today uh, to, to really, to fully give, I don't even know, my thoughts on mental health and mental illness right now. Um, I've been, and my wife is making a lot of noise in the kitchen for some reason, uh, I've been getting hit by it bad uh, the past few days. Um, and it comes and goes, but today... I just, I woke up exhausted. And and part of that was, I'll talk about it in parenting, uh, what part of that was. Uh, but another part of it is also, is just the physical aspect of mental illness, which those are two things I just want to remind everyone, uh, especially with it being made, but just a general reminder. Uh, you need to listen to your body a lot of times. Even if you don't deal with a mental illness, uh, you could still have physical effects from your mental health. Uh, that's something that hits me immensely at times. Uh, I will be just completely incapacitated when 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 I have a really bad panic attack sometimes. And it affects me physically, like to the point where it is very, very difficult to move. Uh, I'm not fully in that right now, but that's been me a little bit the, the past, like, not even fully full day. Uh, kind of off, off and on the past week, but this morning I was, I was like done. I didn't even want to get out of bed. It was one of those things. Um, and honestly, I, I was very reluctant to come in here, but I just, I wanted to get some more episodes in. Uh, especially knowing that we have some scheduling conflicts coming up uh, and we already missed one for Mother's Day uh, this month uh, and because it's Mental Health Awareness Month. So that's, this is just a reminder to listen to your body. Uh, sometimes your body is physically telling you something that you need. And it's not just as simple as like hydrating. Sometimes you need a little more sleep. Sometimes you just need to rest your mind. You need to turn off your mind for a little while. Uh, for me, that like it's silly television. A lot of times, you know, I'll turn off my mind. Um, obviously, music, but even even with music, for me, the mind keeps going. Uh, so, so, so find whatever it is that's going to kind of help you in that respect. And at the same time, lean on your community. That's something we're still learning uh, in 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 the mental health industry when it comes to mental illness and mental health. Is uh, when we were when we were younger, depending on your age, you know. Uh, and even as I was getting to be an adult, we, it was always, it was always self-care, self-care. You got to take care of yourself, self-care, you know, and I've said it plenty of times before that uh, you should take care of yourself and no self-care. And that really goes along with, if you feel the physical effects of it, it, yeah, take a break. But at the same time, know that there's a lot to community care. There's such a cliche saying, uh, it takes a village and it really does find your village, find your community. Uh, and, and lean on it without being draining to other people, but lean, lean on them, whoever that may be. Uh, so take care of yourselves, wall fans, because it's been a, it's been a year, you know, and, and everybody's moving at their own speed and it's a little different for everybody. So just, just pay attention to yourself and, and what your body needs and what your mind needs, especially if you're having a rough time. All right. Parenting. Oh, as I mentioned, I'm exhausted because I got a tiny human running around going crazy. And uh, we're f four years old. I think I've mentioned this. Four year olds, like two and three year olds, have nothing on a four year old. Like they say, three nager. No, no, this is it's four nager. Like four going on sixteen. It's kind of wild. Uh, but we're doing the whole fun where like sleeping is a, is kind of a gamble right now. <laughs> there's there's excuses. I don't want to go to bed, or it's you know my favorite lately is I'm so cold. 
We live in Los Angeles. It's 75 degrees outside. What do you, what do you mean you're cold? But this is the joys of a four-year-old. Uh, so I want to share this one. And I will say, so let me, let me, let me back that up a little bit. As challenging as it's been, uh, there's a lot of reward to a four-year-old. Um, there's reward overall to, to having kids. Uh, but I will say, yesterday was one of those examples where we kind of had both sides of it. Um, the Bomb Pops had their live stream, their Death in Venice uh, stream that came out. Uh, so I, I put it on on the deck, the big TV on the deck. I barbecued. Uh, my sis Laura came over because we, we do the concerts together. And, and my kid, was she's dancing on the deck, having a grand old time, just loving it. And she, and she loves the Bomb Pops, loves. I've mentioned that many times on this podcast. My kid loves the Bomb Pops. Like music videos, especially Jen and Polly, like loves them. Um, so having a great time. But then, of course, that can just change at the drop of a hat. And uh, so toward the end of it, when we're wrapping up everything, I'm cleaning up outside. She's running around, takes a big, big spill, scrapes up her knees and her hand, and like her knees were just a little bit scraped up, but she really scraped, like scraped up the palm of her hand where she caught herself. You know, so that's a whole thing. Got to get it cleaned and stuff, and my wife's, you know, trying to get it clean, and I'm unwrapping band-aids and stuff, and it wasn't even really like a need band-aid thing, but it's on her hands, so she wants the band-aid and everything else. We're cleaning it out, and four-year-olds are so independent, she didn't want it cleaned, and it's like, no, you got to clean a damn cut. It's a whole big thing, like ridiculousness. And then on top of that, uh, they're at the age where I think they get a little embarrassed, and embarrassed and surprised when these things happen, so you're dealing with that on top of uh, everything else when it comes to, to her falling. Uh, but then, then it just got, you know, calmed her down. Hey, let's watch Frozen, you know, get her calmed down. And and she actually was okay going to bed. Wasn't a big deal. And, uh, we had one of those okay nights. Uh, but you know, my wife and I go to bed a couple hours later and I'm kind of tossing a turn at 3am cause I'm having trouble sleeping last night anyway. And, uh, I hear a little noise and I look over, you know, uh, for those of you that aren't parents or you know, maybe your parents many moons ago, uh, they make the baby monitors with a with a screen now. So they got a little video of the baby, you know, and she's four, she's not, she's a toddler. Um, but I, I hear, you know, and I'm like, what's going on? So I, I roll over and my wife's kind of half asleep and I was like, what's, it monitors on her side of the bed. I'm like, I'll grab, see what's going on. So she, she picks it up. She's like, oh, I don't know. She's, she's sitting up looking around for something. I'm like, oh God. All right. And I start to go in there, and my wife's like, no, 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 I'll go, I'll go and see what's going on. So she goes in there, and I can hear them talking. I'm like, what is going on? Uh, so, And sure enough, before before I fully get into the room, I can hear that they're looking for the Band-Aid that was on her hand. I'm like, oh, God, okay. And she, that's why she was sitting up in bed. She's looking for the Band-Aid uh, for her hand. 3 o'clock in the morning, like 3.15. So then she gets out of the bed, and she's standing there, and my wife starts taking apart the bed like not the sheets off but she's blanket you know a couple stuffed animals and she's looking in the bed for the because my kid needs this band-aid now she's freaking out about not having the band-aid so i go to like grab her and give her a little hug and a cuddle and i look down i'm like hey guys uh what's this band-aid is stuck on the front of her pajama top just stuck there well at least that's solved but then of course there's a whole thing of we got to get a new Band-Aid and all this other stuff. And she ends up sleeping in our room. Uh, so that was the end of sleeping for me <laughs> for the night. Uh, despite the comedy of Band-Aid is on her pajama top. Uh, so we'll see 
how that goes. I hope I'm hoping she napped a little today. I don't know because I've been in the studio. You know, I think she's up now. I can hear them out there, but hoping she got a little bit of rest today because that's a necessity when they get minimal sleep at night. That's just wild. <laughs> Four-year-olds and injuries, and like I said, they just boom, like ha ha ha, oh, like Jesus Christ. And of course, that's a little bit of pot and cow because my wife will tell, like, yeah, my wife will tell you. I had a rough morning yesterday. She's like, I don't ever know when you're going to. I'm like, neither do I. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, like I got minimal sleep last night and I was already having a bit of a rough couple days uh, mentally. But it's like, neither do I, honey. <laughs> never know. <laughs> All right, let's do some common sense here. Let's see, I'm, we're going over on time. That's okay. We'll be fine here. Uh, we got some good common sense this week, I think. Uh, first thing I want to talk about is just dripping with common sense. Because we all know the uh, January 6th in, insurrection attempt that occurred. Uh, I set the record for F-bombs uh, in the Common Sense Sunday episode that occurred after that. I highly, highly recommend that one. Because uh, I, I mean, not with kids. Or if you get offended by the, by the F-word, don't. But I highly recommend if you haven't listened to it and you're not offended by the F-word. Because... Uh, Made a lot of my thoughts truly known uh, during that particular episode. Uh, but obviously people are getting, have been caught because they're on video and everything else, and they're finding them, and they're bringing them in to uh, face the charges of, of an attempted insurrection January 6th at the, uh, the U.S. Capitol there. Uh, and we're finding that multiple of these suspects are using the defense of they got caught up in the crowd, and so the crowd just inspired them uh, to go into the Capitol, uh, start breaking down doors, causing a ruckus, sitting at people's desks, sitting at the podium <laughs> in the Senate, things like that, blaming it on other people. Uh, and here is the main, the, this, this is how, and I'm just, I'm just going to keep it simple. Keep it simple here. This is the mentality of, of the type of people that are that are going into the Capitol, storming the Capitol, all these things. Uh, because my mother taught me when I was very young, and I'm sure many of your mothers or fathers or grandparents or aunts and uncles, whoever authority figure ta taught you something similar when you were a kid. Uh, there is a saying, if everyone were to jump off a bridge, would you jump off too? That's literally what we're dealing with here. I learned that when I was like five or six. You know, it's pretty young. But here we have adults that don't understand that concept. Uh, it also seems like it is not working very well, this caught in the crowd thing. Common sense, like, really? Really? Oh, it's caught up in the crowd. Why are you carrying that, that you know, that statue around then? I don't know. This, this other guy was carrying a statue around, so I just carry... No, sir. No. No. <laughs> you know? Cause that's, and that's the thing I, I'll be, I will be realistic here and logical. I'm sure there were plenty of people that were in Washington DC there to protest that didn't go into the Capitol. And there may have even been a couple of people that kind of got pushed with a crowd into the Capitol. But once you get in there and you start grabbing shit and sitting in shit and like, no, no, if you got pushed two feet inside the door and you're like, oh shit, I'm not supposed to. And you leave. Okay. One thing <laughs> sitting at desks and shit. Looking for spe specific politicians. Give me a break. Uh, Alex Rodriguez. I'm not an Alex Rodriguez fan. For the Here's the thing. Th that's the one good thing about... I mean, not that there's bad things. So I shouldn't say the one good thing. But that is a good thing. Because I really don't care about celebrity couples. But the good thing about uh, Alex Rodriguez, A-Rod, dating 
Jennifer Lopez, J-Lo, is now people that didn't even know baseball. Like They're like, oh, yeah, that dude. Uh, so so the, the baseball player, possible Hall of Famer, also uh, uh, commentator on baseball uh, for many people. Uh, for the rest of you, uh, Jennifer Lopez's ex-fiance, <laughs> he's in the news. And this bothers me because I, I, I don't dislike him as a human. Just he was a Yankee, and there's a lot of—I mean, a lot of baseball fans are not Alex Rodriguez fans. I've come around a little bit because I enjoy him uh, as a as a baseball personality on on television. But so I, I still have a little bit of trouble defending him. But I'm gonna step up to the plate. No pun intended. That's the kind of comic genius you get from uh, from <laughs> Common Sense Sundays. Low-hanging fruit. Low-hanging fruit. There's nothing wrong with the low-hanging fruit. Feel free to pick the low-hanging fruit, other broadcasters and, and such out there, comedians and such. Uh, but Alex Rodriguez, he's in the news, and i got to defend him and step up to the plate, defend the guy, uh, because he is promoting a, a new, and I, don't, I actually don't think, this may be a new one, but apparently it's been around for a little while. He is pre- promoting a concealer for men. Uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with makeup, conce- it's, it's makeup that you use on your face and to... And they call it concealer to, to cover up, you know, certain parts. Not cover up like, <laughs> not like, uh, like not like the eye black that you see on athletes. No, no, like matches your skin cover up. Um, you know, if you wear makeup, you know this. If, if, if you have a female in your life that wears makeup, you probably know this. But for the rest of you, that's what it is. Uh, and he got a lot of flack for it. People were upset and saying it's not manly and all this other stuff to wear makeup. And it was a whole... And of course, it pops up on Twitter because people on Twitter have nothing else better to do but make fun of a dude. Which th- this is always extra funny to me. The dude's like the dude's a billionaire. I'm not a Jennifer Lopez fan, but he was engaged to Jennifer Lopez. He has kids. Like he's quite happy. He really doesn't care what you think about him wearing some concealer. But on the other hand, do, why do we do this every time? It's concealer. Uh, and for those of you out there that. Uh, that are interested in it. it's through Hims that company Hims, which I have no problem with. I just with the, with the, the little bit of sports I watch, I'm kind of tired of being bombarded with uh, with stuff that's used to to shave your your private regions as well as stuff that's marketed to to help you with your private. Like that's fine. I understand people need it. Do I need a commercial every 15 seconds? No, no, it's fine. Like keep yourself. You you got a groom, I get it, but I don't need I don't need to see it all the time. Uh, but it, it's Hims if if you're interested in it, and, and nothing against Hims. I'm I'm sure it's a great company. I just like <laughs> get bombarded by the ads. Uh, and the most important thing is, like I don't wear makeup. I have worn makeup, not not for fun. I've worn it uh, worn it for stuff where you know makeup artist was on set and I had to wear makeup. Uh, you know, and a lot of times it's just, it's the powder to keep the shininess down that I, I've had the powder quite a few times, keep the shininess down. I don't wear it here in the studio cause it's, you know, who cares? But when, when other people are using my face or my personality, I've, I've had it on, uh, but it's just not for me. Uh, m- mainly for me personally, it's laziness. I don't like doing a lot of things. Like I don't like shaving. So I have, I have a beard, you know, it's just. Extra stuff in my routine is just not for me. And not because I'm too manly for it. I'm just lazy. You know? I'm just too lazy. But respect if that's something you want to do. And and do you. Do you. Seriously. Defending Alex Rodriguez and stuff. I, you know, I don't hate the guy personally. It's just it's one of those fun rivalry like, are you Yankee? And I mean, even like, I know Seth is going to listen to this when he gets around to it. And Seth is a huge Yankees fan. 
and a huge supporter of the podcast, uh, even he doesn't really, he's like, eh, I don't really care about it. It's one of those things, you know, you're like, eh. All right, one more thing here in Common Sense. I want to talk about a little bit of white privilege. <clears throat> and you probably didn't know where I was going with this one. Uh, the sports aspect of this, again, much with like with the Alex Rodriguez stuff, is not that important, but you've most likely heard of a gentleman named Tim Tebow. He was a college football player, a professional football player. He was a professional baseball player. And now he is once again trying to become a professional football player. He has not played football in, I think, he hasn't been in a game in like 10 years. He hasn't played on a football team in like eight years. Just got signed to a contract with the Jacksonville Jaguars down there in Florida. And on top of that, on top of that, uh, his jersey, like right after he'd signed, uh, shot to number one on the jersey sales. I know you're sitting there like, well, Sean, how is this white privilege? This is the epitome of white privilege here. And I also want to throw in on that with that. Anybody that listens to this and you, you like to, to pull out the, oh, you can't. You can't be religious or Christian uh, these days. You know, people get on you just for being Christian. Tim Tebow is one of the most Christian motherfuckers you will ever see, meet, hear about in your entire life. Okay? And he just walks around and he's like, oh, I think I'm going to try that out again. And, and they're like, oh, yeah, sure, please. What? What? And you don't want to hear it. I know you don't. I don't want to say it. Colin fucking Kaepernick never got another shot. And w here we have white Christian Tim Tebow who just walks in. And he's like, hey, guys, I feel I feel like playing football again. And he's not even playing a position that he played in college or the pros. He, he's for those of you familiar, he was a quarterback and now he's going to play tight end. And in fact, there was an interview with a former quarterback of the New York Jets where Tim Tebow spent some time there. And he came out in an interview. He said, hey, we actually tried to make Tim Tebow a tight end. Years ago, like eight years ago or whatever. Didn't work. But yeah, no, no. He just gets to walk around, do whatever the fuck he wants. It's astounding to me. If you don't sit back and say, and see how that is white privilege, nothing else is ever going to convince you. It's just not. And I hate bringing up Kaepernick, but that's, that's what's happening here. He has no business being on a football field right now. None. Not as a player, maybe as a coach or something. No business. Oh, here. Here's a contract. Oh, yeah. Come play professional football again. Holy shit. <sighs> he just does whatever he wants. I can't. I can't anymore. I can't. I think I got through the whole episode with no F-bombs until we start talking about Tim fucking Tebow. Tim Tebow. All right. Let's move on to some entertainment news. I took a lot of joy out of this one. I really, really, really took a lot of joy out of this one. Uh... Strangely, I I didn't know this still existed until after the fact, uh, but apparently the MTV Movie Awards happened this past week. I didn't even know they still had those things. Uh, I have watched the MTV Movie Awards. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there's nothing, you know, that's fine. I think it's, I'm a little too old for it now, but didn't even know it was still a thing. Uh, but of course, much like they do uh, for all music and film and TV award shows, uh, at some point during the event, uh, they did an in memoriam <clears throat> where they feature... Uh, people who have passed away over the past year, you know, usually the past year, but I'm sure there's been exceptions and stuff like that. Um, and what they featured at the MTV Movie Awards was an in memoriam for Ellen DeGeneres' Reign of Terror. And they had the years up there. 
whatever to 2021 because she's ending her show this year. And I don't I don't know when the hell the show started. I don't care. It was pretty widely known uh, before it became publicly known. It was pretty widely known to people in the industry. You didn't want to work on the Ellen show. <laughs> I've been aware of this for a long time. Long time. She comes across great. You don't want to work on that show. Uh, I found this just raucously entertaining. You know, um, I, yeah, it's uh, you call it cancel culture, call it what you want. It, I think it's good when we get rid of people who don't respect others in the industry and are abusive and have a little reign of terror going. Uh, so peace out, Ellen DeGeneres. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Uh, I am not an SNL fan, really. I occasionally watch it. I'll turn it on. Weirdly, last night I tur- I actually did turn it on because I was falling asleep. My wife was, I think she was watching the RuPaul's thing, and I'm like doing something else, and she starts falling asleep. I'm like, hey, let me just throw the TV on, you know, because we're watching it like on, you know, streaming. We got the Android TV, uh, so I actually did happen to watch a little bit of it. Did not see the musical performance, and I know I've said before, mad respect to Lil Nas X. Not a fan myself. It's just not my type of music, I, you know. But do you? Mad respect. Very creative. Uh, and apparently, he was the musical guest yesterday on SNL. And apparently, about two thirds of the way through his his song, uh, he went to do a little pole dancing thing, which is featured in his music video, which I'm sure is very epic. It's just not, again, not for me. Nothing against it, not for me. But apparently, when he went to go get on the pole, uh, he ripped his pants. Right in the crotch area. So what he had to do was for like the last third of his song, had to keep himself covered and apparently used kind of used the pole and turned himself a little so that he wasn't going full frontal on network live television. Uh, this actually, I had I didn't have any disrespect. I had respect because it's like, do you? I have even more respect for him now because like I can't. I just I can't imagine. I I do a lot of live events. If uh, like if I my pants ripped and I was about to give everyone some full frontal, I'd be like, whoa. whoa. Just puff of smoke. Sean's gone. Suddenly, I become a magician. You know, uh, I don't even—I don't even mean it in a laughing way. But good God, in my line of work, I—I've spent a lot of my career entertaining children. Jesus Christ! I can't like SNL's one thing. At least that's an adult audience. Not—not not for me. So I had to cover it up for the rest of the song. Good job, little Nas X, and uh, uh, just gonna add that to his like mounting awesomeness that everyone loves and like I said I, I respect them it's just not not my type of music uh, the Tokyo Olympics the IOC says it's gonna proceed this summer it's supposed to kick off the end of July so much blowback on this and uh, anyone who's listened to go tell us the wall uh, for a while knows how I feel about the Olympics I love watching the Olympics I think it can destroy cities it's not as good for the economy as they put it out there for you the IOC the International Olympic Committee they're the ones making money Tons of blowback on this, and I just, I don't see it happening. So we'll see, we'll see. And that's the problem is I know we're we're having events and stuff, and there's actually crowds at sporting events, not huge crowds for the most part, but there's crowds. Uh, the problem with the Olympics, and this is with like with Burning Man, you, international travel all to one place. So you're coming, like it's not it's not a sporting event in L.A. where it's pretty much all people from L.A. with you know the the team that traveled. Maybe it's you know that's all localized stuff. So I don't see it happening. Uh, yeah, let's do that. We're out of time, but I got two more things for you. The crew. That's right, the crew. Not J. Crew, the fancy clothing store. Does that even still exist? No idea. I don't think I've ever owned anything J. J. Crew. I just know it's expensive. 
Uh, the Crew. It's a new band with members of Rancid, Pennywise, and Suicidal Tendencies. Well, a member of Pennywise, two members of Rancid, two members of Suicidal Tendencies. Uh, they put out a new single this past week uh, called One Voice. One Voice. They've actually signed on Epitaph. So this is a bit of a super group. You know, that's what they call them. A super group signed on Epitaph. And, uh, Epitaph. and they've put out this single on vinyl. The cool thing about this is proceeds from the sale of the vinyl are going to go to Muzak. M-U-S-A-C-K. This is an organization that gives instruments to educators and students so that they can learn music. So this is this is pretty awesome. Really happy to see that. Uh, the song is, is pretty good. I'm not a huge Suicidal Tendencies fan. Respect. Not a huge fan. I am a big Pennywise and Rancid fan. Especially Rancid, obviously. You know. Some Rancid stickers there. Got some Rant Tim figures. Over. All the Rancid things in here. Uh, so, so I was real excited. Uh, I would love to hear more from them. But I will point out that Especially Tim Armstrong likes to do this. Uh, he also has a band called the Armstrongs that put out a single and that benefited Gilman Street. Uh, he also has a band called the Landfill Crew that put out a four-song EP and have done nothing since then. Uh, so this might just be one song. Who knows? We'll see if this super group goes anywhere. Uh, the cool thing is they tend to, to end up at festivals together. So even if they don't do like full album or, or tour as a band, we could end up in situations uh, where obviously like Tim Armstrong and Matt Freeman are both in the band. They're in, both in Rancid. Uh, but Fletcher is in Pennywise, uh, and it's Mike Muir from um, Suicidal Tendencies, and uh, must be, and it's got to be the drummer. For, I don't know all their names, but the drummer from Suicidal Tendencies, based on who else is in the band? <laughs> like, oh, so, oh yeah, got to play drums. Uh, and so that'll be interesting to see. Who knows? But it <clears throat> it would be fun if there's like a festival going on, and Rancid and Pennywise and Suicidal Tendencies are playing. And I've been to one of those festivals. I've actually multiple times I've seen those three bands play at the same festival. Uh, and have them come out and do like a song. That'd be pretty cool to see. All right, and last thing I'm going to leave you with this week uh, is con- is a little shout-out. Congratulations. Good on you to the, the great band, The Suicide Machines. Uh, if you're not familiar with them, their album, Destruction by Definition, turned 25 years old this week. 25 years they've been at it. Uh, and Destruction by Definition, I'd really have to th- sit down and think about it. But as much as Suicidal Ten... Or Suicidal Ten... <laughs> is that what I said? Suicide Machines. I can't have both those bands like back-to-back. The Suicide Machines, big fan of them, and as much as they're probably not a top 10 band for me personally, uh, Destruction by Definition is probably a top 10 album for me personally. Uh, if you're not familiar with that album uh, and you're into punk rock and ska, get your hands on it. It is great start to finish. It's one of those, I don't want to say rare, but it's one of those albums that's just fantastic start to finish, much like Rancid Let's Go. You're just like, damn, 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 oh my start to finish uh no filler on that particular album uh so good on you thank you like to the suicide machines because uh, i have been, i have enjoyed your music for uh 25 years <laughs> like literally because i remember when that album came out i have enjoyed their music for 25 years all right i'm exhausted seriously too much tiny humans keep me awake at night i don't know how people with like five tiny humans do it it just seems impossible to me i got one and i'm <laughs> like sleep is you know but because of that, that's going to do it for us uh, this week. Uh, don't forget, we will we'll, we'll be back next week, uh, same wall place, same wall time. We, like I said, we will have may have some scheduling conflicts coming up because of some other projects uh, that I've recently become involved with. Uh, so we'll keep you updated on all that stuff. Uh, and to stay updated on all those stu- all those things, don't forget to uh, like our Facebook page, facebook.com/slash go tell it to the wall. Uh, of course, our YouTube 
head over to YouTube, search, go tell us the wall, subscribe to our channel, my own personal Instagram account, which is at SoCalShawn, S-O-C-A-L-S-E-A-N, and most importantly would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Just bookmark that. That's going to keep you up to date uh, and, and give you links to everything else, including our Patreon and our merch website. All right, uh, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, this has been episode 47 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell It's the Wall, hosted by me, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And remember, wall fans, common sensors, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, and no matter why you aren't doing it, always, always use common sense.